Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. There are no words. There are no words. Orlando City did not concede a goal and did not lose a game. Get in! Come on! Get in! I've got a word for you. Get in! Do you know what my word is? What was the score? You didn't concede any, you didn't lose, but what was the score? It was nil-nil. I know, Orlando, I don't think you've... Have you had a nil-nil this season? Have we booed Orlando? I don't think so. Because this has been building up. This, on this episode, number 28, is going to be where I truly get my own back for all them get-ins on episodes 4 to 11 or whatever it was. This is the episode where I actually get to boo Orlando and lesser extent, Houston. I have a lot of respect for Houston, especially Boom. after all the goals they put past Atlanta on the opening day of the season. Uh, I'll give you the I'll give you the booze because we we drew nil nil. We hate nil nil draws. We hate them. However, when it keeps you in contention for the playoffs, we love them. Get in! Come on! Right, hanging on in there, baby. We're hanging on in. Do you know? Do you know a few weeks ago when like DC were bottom and Seattle were right down there, and they've there's been a resurgence. That's what's happening. Orlando City, we're coming. Okay. We're coming. Get in. Boo, by the way. Right, Orlando, boo. Get in. Bottom of the league, 25 points. Montreal in the last playoff spot. Still in contention, though. In the last playoff spot on 40 points. You are 15 points behind Montreal. You have five games left. Still in contention. Okay. If Montreal, if Montreal get one point 
in their last four games. Won't happen. Orlando, boo, will be Get eliminated. In. No, we're still there. We're still in contention. It's a sign of a sign of a great season when you're still in contention at this late stage. <laughs> okay, uh, right. Let's ignore Orlando. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Even I can't keep a straight face anymore. Welcome along, everyone. Uh, Episode 28? <laughs> yep, 28. Wow. Get in! Oh, ridiculous. Uh, right, Elliot, what's coming up on the podcast today? I just want to talk about how we're still in contention. Um, and everything else pales into insignificance. Um, it all hinges on our predictions. We made some predictions last week, and I think if I lose... Today, you you can correct me if I'm wrong. If I lose the predictions this week, then you've won the season. Because um, I will no longer be still in contention. Well, there's a, a, a slight caveat to that, just because we might do some in the playoffs. So we'll see. But if if you lost, then I will be um, I'll be ahead by quite a lot, to be honest. In fact, I would be ahead twelve five. Mm. So I think we can safely say that one's over. Probably uh, less chance of me winning that than Orlando making the playoffs. Boo! Get we'll in. see. Uh, right, else, what else is on the show today? We've got the US Open Cup. That's coming up this week, so we'll be discussing that. And I, Henry Hewitt, who at school was called Bone Idol on multiple occasions, has actually... Done something. Done something, and I've been looking into how important the last four games of the season are if you want to win the MLS Cup. Now, I'm intrigued on this because I purposely haven't asked to see this or or look at this data that that you've dug up because I, like everyone else in our office, are just astounded that this has happened. You actually, like, went home and in your own time looked into something that might actually be productive. Yeah. Because normally I put the most effort into stuff like, I don't know, putting silly sounds on videos of you or so. It's basically something that isn't productive for my job or this podcast, but I've actually looked into this. And Normally the things you look into at home, you have to hide your history before you do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. Uh, right, elsewhere <laughs> on the podcast this week, we've got five things you may miss from MLS this week. LAFC are copying LA Galaxy. I'll tell you why later on. Um, and we'll look at what's happening this By week. By setting up a football team called LA? Um, Soccer, sorry. Not quite, not okay. quite. Uh, we'll look at what's happening this weekend as well. As Orlando, boo, get in, uh, will probably be knocked out. Well, uh, but first, before that, last night you sent me a message. Mm-hmm. And did I or did I not smash it straight? Actually, I don't think I answered. I think I... I obviously got it, but I don't think I actually officially answered the question. Yeah, if you've been listening the last few episodes, you will know that we have started a brand new feature on the MLS UK show, which is called, Elliot... Try and... I can't remember. Try and guess whose player's career it is when we read out all the clubs that they've played for, basically. Yeah, something Something like like that. that. Um, Definitely wasn't that. So, we've been picking UK players, UK born players so there's the first clue we had the first week which was sean st ledger yeah last week was liam ridgewell Mm -hmm. so we've decided to step away from center backs (laughs) move a bit forward in the in the formation uh so the player this week okay you've got until the end of episode 28 to well that's the last thing we'll do is announce who it is uh so this player he started at Derby County, played 82 times, uh, scored 10 goals. He then has played for Fulham on loan, West Brom, Doncaster. As you can see, it progressively gets worse. And he spent the last six years 
in the MLS. His teams include Houston, Vancouver, Orlando, and Colorado. But who are we talking about? There was also a little venture over the uh, Mexican border as well. Yeah, he kind of ventured over, but very quickly came back. (laughs) So, I got this within about four seconds. However, who are we talking about? You can tweet us your guesses at MLS UK Show. We'll believe you that you haven't just got to the end and, and listened for the answer. Uh, who Just run through the uh, run through the career again. Derby County, West Bromwich Albion, Doncaster Rovers, Houston Dynamo, Vancouver Whitecaps, Orlando City and Colorado Rapids. Even, even his MLS career has gone downhill. <laughs> <just> like <laughs> his career in England. I really like this player. Um, anyway. Tweet us your uh, tweet us your guesses, please at MLS UK Show, and good luck. Um, now, before we look at what happened last week in MLS, we need to say again that we are in our box room. There has been an update. I will tweet a picture out. I forgot to do it last week. However, our brand new studio that is being uh, created as we speak. There you can hear the... You can uh, literally hear some working-class men hammering away <laughs> while we sit in here and talk about MLS. Uh, the TVs are in. We're going to have TVs on our wall. It's going to look really smart, actually, and you'll get to see more of me and you. Because... I can't afford to eat because of the studio like improvements that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and they're cost... taking a long time. It's not costing us a penny, but we just can't afford to eat. <laughs> um, yeah, so we will... I'll tweet a picture, an Instagram a picture, at MLS UK Show. You can... Let's do it on our story. Yeah, you can basically... Little video tour later. You can join the... Uh, how can I put it? You can go on this journey with us through the box room into our new studio. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. Um, right, let's crack on through the games this weekend. Uh, we've talked about the fact that Orlando City still in contention after not conceding a goal Ooh. at home get-in. Uh, that is class, top class, can still make the playoffs. So that's great. That's awesome. Well done, Orlando City. Um Unlucky Houston Dynamo. Next. Uh, Houston get a boo as well. Although, I'm going to stop booing Houston because they've got half an eye on the US Open Cup final. Well, so I'll we've, we've, all got our, we've all got our eyes on silverware. You know, we're going for the uh, going for the MLS Cup. We're going for the wooden spoon, <laughs> which is not silverware. Um, right, the weekend it kicked off LAFC versus San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, San Jose, um, well... Well, the only positive thing for them is that they've only got four games left. <laughs> I mean, if ever there was a season worse than Orlando's, it's it's San Jose. Yeah. I don't I don't know what even know. Is there anything? Would you like to add anything? Because I just think I think let's just focus on San Jose next season. To be honest, yeah, let's just let this one die. Yeah, if you're a San Jose Earthquakes fan, get in touch with us because we'd love to speak to you in the uh, close season about, uh, well, anything you can be positive about going forward. Uh, LAFC, uh, they've still only lost one at home, which is an incredible first season for them. Yeah. Uh, they find themselves third in the in the West. They're on 50 points, five games left. Bob Bradley has challenged them this week to get to 60 points, uh, which would be really impressive. Um I'll be honest with you, I watched this game and LAFC, it was, they scored two goals from corners, Zimmerman got them both, but they just, it was just, uh, it was, they should have won by more, but 
but they've got the two goals. And you, you've got two goals, two goals from set pieces. You've got no need to almost get into into third gear, really, have you? When when you're not <laughs> when you're playing San Jose yeah. at home, um, they don't they don't unfortunately pr- present much of a challenge. So um, I think that's good from Bradley. It's good management um, trying to get them to strive, even though they're third. They're, they're quite clearly going to be in the playoffs because they're going to pick up a couple of, couple more points over the next week or so. Um, but but to strive for another ten is. Um, you know, it is another three wins. It is. And uh, even, like, part owner Will Farrell was impressed. Did you <laughs> see the press yeah. conference afterwards? Bob Bradley doing his press conference. All you hear on the window is, Bob! Bob! Well done! <laughs> like, everyone turns, he's just Will Farrell just waving at him. So. so, all right, mate, we're trying to do a press conference here. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the Oscars. <laughs> When it's the Oscars, you can mess around, but this is. I want Bob Bradley to be, to be like shouting at the side of the stage. Well, (laughs) well, well done, well done. Um, On Saturday evening as well, New York Red Bulls uh, already in the playoffs, uh, going for the Supporters Shield. They beat Toronto FC, which we've been kind of saying with Toronto FC for a while now. Can they do it? Can they manage to pull it off right at the end? I think this is it. This is me going, guys, Toronto FC, good effort to come back from an awful start, but 10 points uh, behind. We need, fifth, out of the last five games, we need to have a 10-point swing on Montreal. No, I I think they can, I think they're still in it. Um, you know, Orlando's still in it. Who? Uh, so, you know, it means Toronto is definitely still in it. Well, I guess they have got a better chance than keeping, Orlando. Boo. Keeping dreams alive here, Henry. Keeping uh, dreams here alive. Okay. What about Red Bulls then? So at the top of the East, your boys Atlanta absolutely smashing it, sixty-three points from thirty games. Red Bulls, even despite a win, are still four points behind. Have you got this in the bag? Ask me on Monday. <laughs> no, I'm asking you now. Ask me on Monday. Have you got this in the bag? Four po- four points ahead with only a few games left. Have you got this? Are you prepared to go on record and say, "Yeah, we're going to win the Shield." Um, I am, yeah, just because even if New York Red Bulls beat Atlanta at the weekend, I would still fancy Atlanta to win the other three games they've got left. So, yes, so Atlanta United will win the Supporters' Shield, even if they lose at the weekend. Tell me why. Talk to me, talk me, about, talk me through this. Oh, they've just got it. Atlanta's last two games, uh, even though it was San Jose away who obviously bottom and RSL, who have uh, have got a dreadful record away from home. They were two big games. The San Jose, how it actually happened, going 3-1 behind and then pulling it back to win 4-3, that was the moment I thought they've got this because the mentality's right. RSL didn't really trouble them at the weekend. They should have won by more. So that's why I just think Atlanta, this will be a big game at the weekend. I personally, which I will say in my predictions later on, I think it'll be a draw and that'll do it. Uh, but Red Bulls are, are big challengers, and whether the Atlanta can go on and win the MLS Cup is another thing. But I think they'll get they've got the support shield. I think they've got this in the bag. I think it's a done deal. Um, I think they needed it after last season. Yes, it's only their second season, but they got so far last year and and kind of fell at the last hurdle. They missed Martinez through through key points of the season in, in key runs, and. I think they not only do they deserve this off the back of last season and this season, but I think that they've 100% got this in the bag. New York Red Bulls aren't done. Don't get me wrong. They're not done. And to be fair, they've they've been pretty, pretty good all season. It's just, it's Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. are just next level. And I almost feel for the Bulls because at the same time, 
any other year that they, they would be they would be running away with this. I mean, NYCFC are, are nine points off Red Bulls in third. They are. However, no team has won more than Red Bulls at home, but no team has lost as mm. less as Atlanta away. So that's what a game! I can't wait. Even as a even as a neutral, this game this game has been described as the biggest game in years. I think personally, it is the biggest game for both of these sides in MLS ever. In in that year and a half that Atlanta have been a thing, <laughs> well, yeah. But, um, no, I'm excited for my boys, Atlanta. Uh, we've just touched on Atlanta one uh, to know Atlanta's attendance. I know everyone knows how much they get and, and whatever. Uh, there was only Barcelona and Manchester United who had higher attendances than Atlanta in the the whole of world soccer at the weekend. It's which do- is incredible. It's doing bits for MLS. At the end of the day, no matter whether you support um, Atlanta, New York Red Bulls, Columbus, even Orlando, Atlanta's attendance is is doing bits for, for MLS, for the league, for its reputation. Um, it's been a really, really good year. I think when we come to the, the final episode of the season, we can look back and say that in terms of MLS as a whole, this has been a really, really strong season. Um, there's been some real, real positives, and Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium and their record-breaking attendances week in, week out are a massive, massive factor. And uh, I played my first game there on FIFA 19 just this morning. How was it? It's all right. Yep. Okay. Um, and can I just say as well, Barcelona and Manchester United uh, both drew at the weekend. Atlanta won, so clearly Atlanta can handle the pressure of a big crowd <laughs> and them to. Um, what we'll call them clubs teams don't you know they can't handle that pressure uh, RSL is the 10th defeat away from home is their away farm gonna hinder their chances in the playoffs I mean yeah is this is the simple answer I mean I think that they've got that playoff spot on lock we talked about the west and how that how that's pretty much it now that those teams there are are pretty much the ones that that we're going to be working with when it comes to the the playoffs. But they are going to be away. They're going to get that away draw. And it's not been a great season on the road for them, has it? It's and, not, but they've won 10 at home, <laughs> which is why they're in the playoffs. Yeah, it's this is crazy. Um, and so that for me, that's why they're not favourites. But I think in terms of uh, comparing to last season and the season before, if you're an RSL fan, you're really happy with what's going on this season. And you got nothing to lose. Get into the playoffs and go for it. No, uh, they've got Portland to play twice, home and away, who mm. are just above them. So I think those matches are going to be vital. You'd fancy them to beat New England Revolution at home and probably lose against SKC away. <laughs> so uh... so there we go. That's that done. <laughs> um, Columbus Crew uh, got a victory against Colorado Rapids 2-1. Colorado obviously eliminated. Uh, the Crew, can I just say, Columbus Crew, after we said one of our first episodes about the the stuff that's going on in the background of the football club. For them to be, at the moment, fourth in the East, 12 points clear of DC United, is it's a terrific effort, and I must say that. Is mm. I've been really impressed with how the players, uh, the, all the distractions going on, where are they going to be playing their football in the future? For them to have a strong season as they have, it's commendable. And Zardes... He's got his 16th for the season at the weekend. What a season this guy's had. No, I, I can only echo everything that you've just said. I think um, 
you know, in all seriousness, you know more than most what it's like to see a team who have got so many off-field problems and, and rumours and struggles, um, you know, trying to muster up the, the strength and the determination and the positivity to, to drive through an entire season and to churn out victory after victory and result after result is so, so tough. I mean, let's be let's be frank, Bolton Wanderers had a, a torrid time off the field last year and literally escaped relegation by one goal in the final seconds of, of the season, which was great, kind of. <laughs> um, but Columbus crew, uh, hats off hats off to them, 30 played, 47 points. That's a really, really solid season. They're going to be in the playoffs, and they're in contention to, to whatever happens. They're in contention to, to be in the MLS Cup final and maybe win MLS Cup. They, put, they dumped Atlanta out last season, remember? Yeah, what a story it would be, because... The, as well, I think soccer players get some bad rep all the time and you think, oh, they earn a lot of money, so they, they must be robots. However, just imagine if your job or your work, this is your livelihood, and they said, right, well, we're thinking of moving. I don't know how far it is, but I can imagine from Ohio to Texas is a long way. So we're thinking of moving. It would distract you, and they've, they've just, especially their home farm, winning 10 at home. Super impressive. Uh, the Rapids have lost, what, the last five games, is it? Scored for the first time in four games. Mm-hmm. It's a clever goal from uh, Gashi, but, I mean, <laughs> too little, too late. As You know, we've said what we need to say. About uh, yeah, I feel Rapids. bad because when it comes to Colorado and, and when it comes to San Jose and to a point Orlando, I mean, we mentioned them because I'm an Orlando fan, but I'd rather we didn't. You know, there's nothing you can say that the season's gone, the season's over, they're, they're no longer um, fighting for a, for a playoff spot. So, so, on to a team that massively, massively are, Montreal. Mm. A one-all draw with New York City FC. This leaves them sixth they're five points ahead of DC, who have got two games in hand. I th- I think this is... New York City are a great side, but when you're at home, I think that's points dropped. When you're at the business end, you want to go... If, you, if you're serious about playoffs and you're serious about going to win MLS Cup, for me, that's a game you have to win. Not saying it's easy, but that's a game you have to win. Yeah, I was going to ask you this, because uh, Sean Johnson got man of the match, which tells you everything about yeah. this game. Um NYC, they've not won in six now, but they should get in the playoffs. With that mentality, because NYC need three points and they're in the playoffs. Mm. Montreal have had now seven points in the last three games. They've played both New York sides and they won away at Philadelphia 4-1. They're in form, but in my opinion, this is two points dropped and they'll be leaving the pitch on Saturday night and they would have been thinking... We should have got something from yeah. that game because now they are. If DC win the two games in hand, you would rather have the points than the games in hand. Don't get me wrong, but if DC win them both, they're seventh and they they've fall behind with four four games to go. However, their form has impressed me, and when we were saying we think it's DC who have got this sorted, they will get it, and maybe we're looking at it with rose tinted glasses, especially with the Rooney thing. Montreal have really impressed me. I might, I don't know where I'm thinking at the moment with this. You have to wonder where they'd be if they hadn't have had such a massive blip earlier on in the season. But that you know they've come back 
And the reason they're there is fully because of the last half of the season. So it's been very impressive. But DC are in exactly that same position. They were nowhere, absolutely nowhere, um, you know, 10 weeks ago. I, I can't call this, but it's not going to be a nice situation for Montreal now, waiting on these two games in hand to be played, basically just waiting to be caught. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. DC had a weekend off, so they'll be fresh. However, I'm sure with the farm they're in, they would have preferred to have played. NYC, I think this is a good point for them. They play Chicago on Thursday morning, Wednesday evening. They're not particularly in any danger. They're going to no. want they're going to want a home tie, but at the same time, they're not under threat by anyone to to be knocked out of the playoffs. They're not realistically going to catch Red Bulls or Atlanta. So it's difficult, really. Season season's almost uh, done and dusted. They're going to pick up a, a few more points. Of course they are. And so, for me, they, they stay third. Speaking of seasons done and dusted, um, of course we've got Orlando, boo. Uh, but Getting. a team actually putting up a fight, in a way. <laughs> Chicago Fire, good point for them, away at New England Revolution. Uh, although, again, in a similar way to Montreal, I think this for New England Revolution was two points dropped. They're now in a situ- they've got a one game in hand over Montreal, but they're five points behind. Yeah, New England were in that position where you're an outsider. You're an outside rank for the playoffs. They're still on the table, and so if you're going to make it and if you're going to give yourself a chance, you have to just go and you have to beat everyone. And and it doesn't matter who's in your way. It doesn't matter whether that's Atlanta, LA Galaxy, LAFC, Portland, Red Bulls. It doesn't matter. You have to beat whatever's in front of you and get across that line. And Chicago at home, massive opportunity. It massive was. opportunity failed. But Chicago have played, they're putting up a fight um, and they played well. I saw the, in particular Katai's goal. I know it was a, I think it was uh, by in defence who mm. give it away, but Katai took his goal very well. They got a, the event went 2 1 up with Mancian getting the uh, on goal. But this again with Chicago. One of the reasons they're down there, and this has happened a few times, in particular the last six weeks, is that they get in front and they just can't hold on. They can't see it out. They've, they, they conceded late goals, and, and this is something they're going to have to improve on next season because they've got the players. They're proving that. It's a good draw, that, in New England, but it's just about turning those defeats into wins or hanging on, uh, which, again, is a, they've not done. And... Uh, They'll be eliminated if they lose the next two games. They've got one on Thursday against New England, uh, New York, uh, but they're unbeaten in three now, so there's positives for them. Mm, I mean, Chicago have only conceded nine more goals than New England Revolution. So, I mean, if we're talking about Chicago being an easy, you know, an easy target for New England, maybe that's untrue because mm. they've both really, really struggled. Uh, right, Orlando City Stadium. Uh, we had our first nil-nil last week in like 73 games, I think it was, mm. which is great. But now we've had one within, what, about 12 or 13 games. Get in! Orlando City managed to avoid defeat, but they drew nil-nil. Boo! Get in, get in. Uh, Orlando will be eliminated, Boo. Um, I'm not booing that you'll be getting eliminated. I'm booing Orlando. Boo. Get in. Uh, they'll be eliminated. Uh, they can be eliminated next weekend. No, it won't be. They're going to win the league. <laughs> um, Houston will also be eliminated if they fail to win and Seattle get at least a point in their next game. But Houston could be celebrating a US Open Cup victory. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Minnesota 3, Portland Timbers 2. I, we'll do our predictions in a minute, but I predicted this one. I actually said 3-2 for this one because Minnesota's home farm is, is really good considering that they are, they're not going to get in the playoffs. They've got a win against Portland, who seems to be at the moment taking two steps forward without winning the week against Columbus Crew and then going one step back. They just can't seem to find that farm at the moment. How bizarre is the West as well? Like That's a great result for Minnesota, yet they're still nowhere near. Despite being ninth, hmm. only three places off the playoffs. They're, they're just not in contention. No, their home Realistically. farm. Yeah, their home farm is matching teams in the playoff picture. They've, they've won as many at home as, as FC Dallas have and, and Kansas City, mm. and um, they've won more at home than LAFC have. And they've got this great home record, but it's just the away farm. They've lost twelve out of their uh, fifteen games, and that's what has led them to to be where they are. But they they, they went three 0 up in the first half. Portland have pulled it back to three two. And Minnesota are great. See, if you're a neutral and you want to watch some MLS, Minnesota at home are a great team to watch because there's always high-scoring games. There's just a wave farm has just ruined it for them. Is it unfair to say that Portland have thrown away an opportunity there? Because on the road at Minnesota, as you've just said, is a, is a tough ask. However, three points would have put them level with LAFC. True. Um, I mean, Portland have got that RSL home game to play as well, which you'd fancy them to win. So I think with LA Galaxy winning, um, if if LA Galaxy hadn't won and obviously Vancouver didn't win, then they, they wouldn't have mattered. But now they're within six of LA Galaxy. I don't know. I think Portland, in terms of their positioning for the playoffs and who they play, yeah, his points dropped. However, in the in the bigger picture, that's so close that they could win their last three games and mm. they could actually finish in, in second or third, so it won't really matter. Okay. Uh, shock for me was SKC losing. Yes, they're on the road, but losing at Philadelphia 2-0. Yes, Philadelphia, they've picked up some great farm recently. Going into this US Open Cup final, which normally we'll see with teams who are mid-table if they're going into a cup final their farm will drop because all the players will be thinking yep. I just want to play in this cup final Philadelphia's farm has been great I know they lost to Montreal last week 4-1 but that aside has been their farm's been quite positive the win at Seattle in the week was a, a great win and stopped their winning record um, so this didn't surprise me too much to be honest and it's given FC Dallas the top spot back now two points clear because they got an away victory at Vancouver. This was a big win for FC Dallas. We would know how good Vancouver can be at home. They've got a recent, uh, they've recently drew against uh, New York uh, Red Bulls. So this was a big win. They dug in. They went one nil up. Then Vancouver equalised, and then they managed to get it over the line near the end. Um, so yeah, a big win for FC Dallas. And this Dallas versus SKC battle to win the uh, win the West is uh, is hotting up and I can't wait to see how it ends. Who deserves it from from what you've watched over the season? Because I know who... Well, I say that. It's not it's not that black and white, but if you had to choose, who would you go for um, on merit? I'd go FC Dallas just because... Just because SKC... FC Dallas have kind of... Uh, they've they've kind of consistently been a, a 
it's kind of similar throughout the season. SKC have been up and down. They started well and then they had that drop midway through. But then again, LAFC are only they're only three points behind. They could you know could come from behind and uh, LAFC and is top. LAFC is still in this, but like this is this is a crazy West, absolutely mm. crazy. Um, LA Galaxy beat Seattle Sanders three 0 it's a good win, this. Impressive. Did you watch this game? I didn't watch this. I had the updates coming through on my phone, and um, I think they were making mistakes with it as well. So at some point, um, I was informed it was 5-0. <laughs> so I was like, uh, what is happening here? Um, but yeah, this is... For a team like Galaxy have fallen by the wayside, this is solid because Seattle were the informed team compared to Galaxy 100%. Um, I, I think this will have surprised a lot of people despite the fact that Galaxy were at home. Yeah, big win. Uh, Zlatan got his 501st goal from the mm-hmm. penalty spot. Um, I, I watched. I was in and out of this game. I'll be honest, but of what I saw, Seattle didn't really. Uh, they didn't really push as much as they, what they perhaps should have done. Um, they lost in the week, as I said, to Philadelphia, which that game they should have won. They, it was a mistake at the end, which meant they lost the game. And I think this did affect them then having to travel to LA, but. Seattle, this is a big now four or five games for them because they are in a situation where LA Galaxy are in form. The LA Galaxy have got Vancouver at home, Houston at home, uh, SKC and Minnesota in their away games, which maybe apart from SKC, but the others are winnable games for them, and they're going to be they're going to be pushing now. Slatan's going to be pushing, and it's this is really interesting in the West. But you it's, said last week. That the West was pretty much locked in. Are you, are you now changing your mind? I'll be honest. I think with LA Galaxies, um, the way they I've mentioned before, they're inconsistent too much. It wouldn't surprise me if they lost next week. So I do think it's locked in. But Seattle, of course, have got a game in hand. They're three points clear of LA, and they've got a game in hand. Yeah, so that's why I think they will stay there. But it's going to be interesting just to see how they respond to two defeats. They had all them wins, then now got two defeats. They've got Colorado at home in the next game, so we're probably going to look be looking at a um, a Seattle win. And their, I mean, their next three games are huge for them um, to see. Sorry, the next. Well, looking at their fixtures, let me read you their fixtures. Go on. And if Seattle don't get in the playoffs, they do not deserve to be in the playoffs. Colorado at home, mm-hmm. Houston at home, mm-hmm. who are poor. Away. I know where this is going. Orlando, boo, away. Wow, tough poor, game, tough game that. Poor in that general. Houston away will be difficult. Then San Jose at home in the last game. I'm sorry, those fixtures. If they don't get in the playoffs, then they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I agree. They could, they could still finish third. Do you reckon? Look at the fixtures. You just read them out. Right, they've got five left. Let's say they beat Colorado, beat Houston, probably beat Orlando. That's nine points. Let's say they lose at Houston and still they beat SJE. So that's 12, 12 points. Yeah, you've got a point there. 56 be. points. No. If LA, Portland or RSL drop any points, that's... They're in fourth, yeah. I don't think they'll finish sixth. I'll, I'll throw that out there. No, I don't. I think RSL finish sixth. But, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. They could actually finish third. Um, it's down to LAFC to win, what, two of their last five to make sure they don't. It's hot enough. I love this. I love this part of the season, especially when we're not involved, so I can just focus <laughs> as a neutral. Um, okay, 
Come on, give me the news. Every week we do predictions. Uh, we lock them in, and I tend to try and make mine a little bit more exciting. You are, are a stats man. Has stats beaten trying to be exciting? Can I? Am I now eliminated from being able to um, being able to catch you over the season? We're going to continue doing this because I do enjoy it because I do normally win. And this, like, you've done well the last few weeks. At one point, it was eleven two to me. <laughs> What a shambles. You then made it 11-5 last week. So you've pulled it back a bit. However, you lost. 12-5 to me. I got 55 points in the end. Uh, We give five points for a correct correct outcome, 10 points for a correct score. As I mentioned before, I got Minnesota v Portland right. I don't think I got a correct score other than that. Maybe somewhere. You actually got a couple of correct scores. However, this is what you do. You will get a, a, quite a few correct scores in the week, but all in all, you normally get the outcome wrong, whereas I tend to get more outcomes right, so I, stats do win, like this week. I must say, though, it was, at one point, our predictions for LA Galaxy versus Seattle were in the balance, where I said it before free to LA Galaxy, you said 4 free to Seattle. <laughs> uh, obviously, I got five points because I said LA Galaxy would win. But uh, shout out to Leanne as well. She got in touch with us, um, which anyone's welcome to do so. Just DM us at MLS UK Show. She got 30 points for her uh, predictions. So get in touch for next week. See if you can beat Elliot. See if you can beat myself. Uh, next season, I think we should we should make more of a league of it next season. Yeah, I think we need to. Uh, we definitely need to get everyone involved and try and make me look less terrible. <laughs> um, so that's it. So twelve five. I'm in the league. I think what we should do with the predictions for this week. How about to give you a bit of a chance? The U.S. Open final. We have double score. So if you get the score right. If you get the outcome right, you get 10 points instead of 5. If you get the score right, you get 20 points instead of 10. How about that? I don't know. We need to talk about this. We need to We need to look into this. It will probably happen. Because I have the final say on predictions. Um, let's move forward now. Let's have a look at the US Open Cup final as a, a spectacle. Because this is something I feel gets overlooked a bit in MLS whereas the FA Cup final is a big deal in in England um, and this goes for the Canadian Championship as well this of course is the second piece of domestic silverware up for grabs Toronto won the Canadian Championship this is the US Open Cup final Houston Dynamo versus Philadelphia Union Mm. at Houston Houston are really good at home although Philadelphia's farm has improved lately what do you think with this like Let's talk about the US Open as a whole first. We do the draw in some like the equivalent to what we're in now into a in a box I know. room. We apologize for, for our cupboard that we that we sit in currently while our main studio is being renovated, but let's be honest, it's still better than the place they do the uh, US Open Cup draw. Um my takeaway from, from this is that maybe this we talk about the magic of the FA Cup here in here in the UK because so often we see teams teams like Wigan have gone on to win it. Don't remind me. Of it's that. Uh, it's crazy, um, and and some of the finals we've seen Arsenal Hull, for example. You know, there's been some there's been some crazy fixtures over the last few years, um, and I like that Houston Philly is, is not. If you'd have had to have 
chosen two teams to make, to make the final. You, you know, I wouldn't have chosen either of those. I don't I don't mind admitting. I'm pleased that it's it's something different. It's a chance for Houston and and Philly to to get their hands on some silverware this season, which you know is is unlikely in any other <laughs> in any other way in terms of the the MLS. So. I I I think this I'm rooting for either of them. I think it's I think it's great that it's not Atlanta and NYC and um Red Bulls that are that are going for it. And I th- I think it's nice that that Philly and and Houston are having an opportunity. I'm I'm going to hope that Houston win. Now let Philly fans don't jump on this. Let me explain. Philadelphia are probably going to get in the playoffs. Houston could be eliminated from MLS this season next week so it'd be nice for them to win something because they're not going past the the you know the season it'd be nice for them to win something so and also Stuart Holden's my boy he's played for Bolton we signed him from Houston Dynamo so I've got a soft spot for them sorry about Owen Coyle yeah you're also responsible for Owen Coyle we won't we won't get into that um both sides of course there's been a big build up to this uh leading into it Houston the home side are very confident, naturally, as they would be. Um, Philadelphia are looking to—they're looking to continue the form, and in fact, they've been saying that they deserve to be MLS Cup champions. Looking at the way the teams have played the season, in particular in the US Open Cup, I don't know why they would deserve to be champions over Houston, <laughs> personally, but. Uh, you know they're saying that their group of players deserve to be deserve to be champions. So good luck to both sides. We'll be watching it, um, and it'll be nice to see for us the reaction to it because Houston. I feel that Houston maybe be getting behind it, which would then result in a, a bigger crowd. It'll be really disappointing to see a, an empty stadium for a final, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, um, let's let's make sure that the stadium's full and and hope that. I mean, either side deserve it. They've got to the final, let's be fair. But like you say, Houston, this is their one chance for glory this season. So good luck to both. Right. We mentioned before that I've actually uh, done some work this week, which is surprising for anyone that knows me. Still sceptical about this. Um, Where is it? Let me find it. Oh, oh, here Here we go. Oh, my dog ate it. Yeah, this is my sheet of paper I was writing on. One sheet. It uh, shows you how much I've been looking done, into it. You've done a, one side of A4. Yeah. Well done. So, with MLS, of course, with a playoff system, you see teams like Atlanta, New York Red Bulls, uh, who are already in the playoffs. Then you look at sides like New York City and Columbus, who are probably going to get there. It's a lot tighter in the West, but I've been looking at whether it's important winning your last four games of the regular season. And I've looked at every team in the last 10 years that has won the MLS Cup and then looked at their last four games and seen it doesn't matter where they are in the table, whether they've ended up to finish uh, fifth, like RSL did in 2009, or whether they looked to finish uh, first, like Toronto did last season. I've ignored that because obviously some teams may be needing those wins to get into the playoffs, but some teams may already be there. However, what does this mean? Like the the next four games, kicking off for Atlanta and New York Red Bulls against each other, is it beneficial to rest your players, uh, maybe take a few defeats, but go into the playoffs fresh? Or 
keep your squad going, win those games, and then take it into the playoffs. This is interesting because it's basically a question of if you're Atlanta or you're Red Bulls, do you sacrifice the shield to then try and lift the cup? Yeah, because I think there's only been three sides that have managed to finish uh, to win the shield and also win the MLS Cup. Toronto won of them last season. Mm. On average, how many points do you think the last 10 winners of the MLS Cup, how, how many points have they got in their last four games? Good question. I would... I would imagine you'd want momentum to take you into the take you into the playoffs. So I'd be encouraged to say at least eight, ten. However, I feel like you're asking me because it's going to be a shocking start. On average, these teams have managed to get six points, six point three, but six points, mm. which tells me that they win the home games and lose their away games. Yeah. Um, there has only been Colorado in 2010 who got two points from the last four games um la galaxy in 2014 that got four points and then la galaxy again in 2012 they got five points who have been under this so that tells you that a lot of them are getting around six points skc in 2013 got 10 points they ended up finishing second uh portland in 2015 got nine points the rest have been sixes and sevens Mm. which i think if you just chose any four games from in the season in the regular season any four games just at random I'd probably say with the way MLS is, the home farm teams will win 10 games at home each season but lose 10 away. That is probably what you would find in any four games. So for me, that tells me that these teams are just... It's not really a momentum thing. It's just basically doing what you're normally doing, Uh, which, as we discussed last week in the playoffs, we will see games where a team will win 4-0 at home but end up going out because they'll lose 5-0 away. That does happen. And so how important are the remaining games, you ask? Not very. (laughs) (laughs) My answer is not very because it just represents really what happens in the regular season and also an average of six points. Is that a good end to the season? If if you were looking at a league where it is just a league and the champions of a team who finishes first, if they're going for the title, if there's a few teams going for the title, would getting six points out of the last four games be enough to win the title? Probably not. But in MLS, it's good enough to get you in the playoffs. And it is what you do in the playoffs, of course, that does mean you have a good season or not. Mm. It defines your season. And so... Basically, what you've just told us is whatever happens in the next few weeks is is irrelevant unless you're the likes of maybe RSL, Seattle, DC, Montreal, everyone else. We'll see you uh, see you in four or five weeks, and we'll do some playoff action. Exactly. <laughs> so all in all, it was a waste of my time. <laughs> wow, no. that's that's him never doing any work again for his decade. Um, okay. Five things you may have missed in MLS this week. Um, I enjoy this because a lot of the time I like to think I'm pretty across it. However, you do seem to dig up some absolute gems. Go on, hit me. First one. This is kind of breaking news today. Uh, FC Dallas, Oscar Perezia. Have you heard this? Mm -hmm. He has apparently been interviewed for the US men's national team job. 
They have come out and denied that this has happened. However, come on, there's no smoke without yeah, fire. Yeah. FC Dallas have had a great season. You would look at Oscar Pereja, who we've said all season is a man who doesn't like the press to tell him too much that his team are doing well because it distracts them and they end up losing. Well, Mr. Pereja, you are reportedly in line to get the US national job. So. I don't understand why he's getting an interview and Jason Christ isn't. <laughs> Um, well, I think the US national team have hit rock bottom. <laughs> but if maybe if they got Jason Christ... It's always lower. Yeah. Uh, so it, this is um, the FC Dallas spokesperson has said, the entire FC Dallas organisation, including Oscar Prage and his, his coaching staff, is solely focused on finishing the MLS regular season strong and putting us in the best position for the playoffs. Which Before is, then uh, going on to manage the US yeah. national team. Yeah, exactly, which is basically code for go away, stop bothering us, we're busy. <laughs> We've got a shield to win and a cup to win. Go away. Uh, elsewhere, LA Galaxy, this has gone everywhere this week. Uh, li- the little girl, Malia, uh, Malia, I think she's called, I think that's how you pronounce it, seven-year-old, absolutely blasts out the national anthem. Think like Mariah Carey, <laughs> proper diva style. Uh, even Zlatan was impressed. He tweeted afterwards saying that she was the MVP of the game. Uh, this is like cute kid. She's got the LA Galaxy shirt on, just singing the national anthem. If you've not seen it, go uh, just type it into YouTube. It'll come up. Also, LA Galaxy have tweeted it out as well. Um, if you've ever been to a game, that for me, that's one of the moments when no matter who's who's performing, the the national anthem is a massive moment. It's a proper goosebumps moment. Um, and I've seen. Uh, an American team play a Canadian team, so you get both, which is really, really cool. Um, and that that's such a moment. And obviously, to then have it next level, uh, a seven-year-old kid just doing it the way that she did it was unbelievable. So uh, so well done. Yeah. I don't think it would work here, though, having a national anthem. They have it before the FA Cup final, mm. which is funny because uh, when Cardiff got there about 10 years ago, the, uh, obviously being Welsh, they booed the national anthem. Um, but yeah, I know they have it at the FA Cup final, but I, I think it is a very a sort of American-Canadian thing. Mm-hmm. and I think it works really well there. Um, so, yeah, check it out on social media if, you, uh, if you've if you not seen that. Uh, this oh, this makes your heart melt, this story. So San Jose Earthquakes, uh, obviously, have not had a great season, but before their game against Atlanta last week, they made a 10-year-old girl's dream come true. Basically, she was signed up. Uh, she's called Destiny Colonado, which is a great name, by the way. Uh, San Jose Earthquakes uh, signed her up for a day, a day's contract, and uh, she was the honorary captain for their game in Atlanta. Uh, Destiny, unfortunately, is uh, she's got cancer. She's it's got stage three cancer. So uh, they've really made her life doing this. So um, you know she's going undergoing chemotherapy, and she got to do the coin toss, and then kicked the ceremonial first goal. Um, which for San Jose, I'm sure they wish it would have counted because it would have meant they would have drawn four yeah. four. But um, but yeah, some things mean more than than soccer. So this was great to see, and it, they, they did say afterwards that it has made her made a life doing this, and it's a dream come true. What are you trying to do to me? Yesterday you tried to make me watch the Marshmallow and Bastille video, which is about a dog dying. Oh my! And today God. it's little girls who are suffering who are get, just stop, stop. That yeah. breaking my heart. If check out that marshmallow music video because we do obviously our radio show is based around pop music not soccer so we talked about that and oh man that it's a dog that it's the anniversary dogs. of my dog's death today move on oh, well, move sad. on r.i.p barkley 
Put your paws in the air for barking. Um, we didn't really mention this, but Toronto FC, we did last week, Toronto FC, uh, they got beat in their Campeones Cup uh, match against uh, Tigers? Tigres? How do you Tigres. Think? Tigres of Mexico. It's 3-1 in the end. Uh, very disappointed for Toronto. Um, we are on the show and they obviously are disappointing themselves we're down a... we're down one nil to mexico we need to pull this back next year yeah um, over to you atlanta <laughs> and i think this is just this is just it's just toronto season it's been disappointing yeah. this would have rounded it off really i know I got to the champions league final as well and lost that but i'm sure toronto if you know if you're a toronto fan it may be disappointing however if you do say that defeats sometimes are good for you. They will inspire you, and hopefully next season they can do a lot better. Uh, they'll be in the Champions League again because they won the Canadian Championship. Um, Toronto, by the way, have actually blamed the uh, Champions League loss for their season, and also they've called the Campiones Cup loss the micro microism of their of our season, which I'm sure you'll know what that means more than I will. Well, they had more to cling on to than we did. At least they played in other stuff. (laughs) And finally this week, uh, LA Galaxy last weekend against Seattle Sounders, we told you about this, that the first 10,000 people entering the stadium were going to get a Zlatan poster, basically him as like some sort of god or maybe someone from 300, I don't know. Uh, Just they, they mocked it up on Photoshop. They were giving them out. Well, LAFC have copied them but in my opinion, in a much better way. Go on, the listening. First ten thousand people to go into their game on the tenth of, uh, sorry, the twelfth of October, against Houston Dynamo, will re- be receiving a complimentary bobblehead. What? A Bob Bradley little plastic <laughs> figure bobblehead. Uh, that is a picture of it right there. Oh my lord! <laughs> How incredible! Do you know what it reminds me of? Do you know when you were a kid and you used to be able to, you used to have the alien in a box that you used to, have <laughs> yeah, to, that was all gooey and horrible. Imagine Sorry, Bob. Bob Bradley. About, I mean, I think with his bald head, he does have like quite alien features. Imagine putting that on the shelf in your bedroom, waking up in the middle of that. <laughs> oh my god! He's got his arms crossed as well with an LAFC um, like baseball hat on, so he is judging you as he looks. So that is incredible. So again, we didn't get our LA Galaxy. Zlatan poster, but if there's any LAFC fans out there who want to go into the match against Houston, oh, please get me a Bob Bradley bobblehead. Yeah, get yourselves one and then go out, put a mustache on, and then go back in and be like, oh, well, I didn't get one before, and get another one. If you could, if you, anyone can send us one of them, that would be amazing. We will pay you. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> we'll pay for your postage. And that's five things you may miss from MLS this week. Okay, now, before we find out who the mystery player was this week, as we show you the career path of a random MLS player, and you have to guess who it is, that game, which changes the name every day, uh, we need to lock in some predictions for this week. Mm. Almost pointless. I'm just going to go wild, because I can't catch you, so let's just go for it. Uh, right, let's kick. I tell you what, there's two matches on Thursday morning, Wednesday mm-hmm. evening in the US. Uh, but let's start with the US Open Cup game. So it's Houston versus Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I'm deciding we're getting double points for this if you were to get it right. Um, All right. Well, let me go first then. Okay. One nil, Houston Dynamo. Right. Okay. I think there'll be more goals than that. I think it'd be three two, Houston Dynamo. I think it'll be tentative. Tentative. Um. 
Right, in MLS, it's New York City versus Chicago Fire. Uh, Chicago Fire, basically, if you don't win this, then they could be eliminated. Uh, next weekend, if New York City win this, they will be all but certain, even though they already kind <laughs> of are, they'll be all but certain to get that um, MLS playoff spot. And not winning in six, New York City probably need to win this, don't they? Uh, what do you think? I'm going to go 2-0 New York City. Um, I think Chicago Fire will score. I think New York City will grind out a result. I think it'll be 2-1. Okay. Chicago Fire then play Saturday against LAFC. They're at home. Can they Can they make it? Can they almost turn and make a little fight of it? Or is it, is it game over? Um, this is tough to call because LAFC, as we know, and not great away. They're great at home. If this was the other way around, I'd be like, easy. But um, I think Chicago will put a bit of a fight up. And I think Chicago... I think this will be a draw. I think 2-2. I was going to go for 2-2. So to make it interesting, I'll say 3-2 LAFC. Oh. Uh, Seattle Sounders looking back to get back to winning ways, which is strange for us to say, considering they won, <laughs> what, 10 on the bounce? This is it? a big game for them. I, uh, they're at home. They're at CenturyLink. I'm going to say 2-0 uh, against Colorado Rapids. 3-1. Okay. DC United against Montreal. Come on, DC. Keep my dreams alive. This, I know we've concentrated on uh, New York Red Bulls versus Atlanta, but this is a huge match. This is massive. Montreal win. That could be it for DC. That could be it. They've got two games in hand, but it could be it. Uh, DC have been smashing it. I don't think the break would have done them any good. However, I do think they will win this game. I think Wayne Rooney will control it. And I think this will end. DC United, I think 3-2. I held fingers up then because I wanted to prove that I was going on exactly (laughs) the same road. I'm going to be bold here then. Again, I'm just going different. I'm just going to go 3-0 DC. Oh, okay. Statement of intent. So we're both going DC victories. Uh, Columbus Crew versus Philadelphia Union. This will go a long way to deciding sort of playoff spots. Mm Mm-hmm. I think both sides will get in the playoffs, but um, only one point between them currently. So mm. while while you look at this fixture and go, yeah, Columbus win. Actually, this you know these guys are these guys are really close. Only a point between them. Columbus are a point ahead, and they are at home. So I think you have to be sensible. Philly have got that um, open cup game as well. I'm going to go two one Columbus Crew. I've noticed a trend when doing this show mm-hmm. is that when we are super complimentary towards a side like we were against uh, for Columbus, Columbus Crew before, they'll lose. They'll lose. Yep. So I think two one Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Toronto FC versus New England Revolution, both in a very similar state of meh at the minute. Mm. Uh, New England five points ahead of Toronto in eighth and ninth. Both played the same amount of games. Toronto have conceded so many more goals though. I think this could be. This is tough, this one, to be fair. This is tough. I think this could be high scoring. Yeah. I'm going to go 3-2 Toronto. I think that now Toronto are all but out, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think they'll suddenly start going on a run. Resurgence. Yeah, I think they'll win three now. Okay. Minnesota, good at home, versus New York City FC, sitting pretty in third in the East. Uh, 2-1 Minnesota. They're at home. I, I fancy them at home. 
I'm going nil nil. Are you? Yeah. You just want us to boo someone. Else. I'm just I'm just going going for it this week. Houston Dynamo versus San Jose Earthquakes. I'm going two nil Houston. Um. Yeah, I'd fancy Houston. I think it'd be three three one. To oh no, actually no. You know what? San Jose Earthquakes. I'm going to give you the benefit of a doubt. Houston would have played in a week. In if my prediction goes well, then Houston will be celebrating throughout the week. I think San Jose could get something here and really shock us all. I think it'd be two two. Okay. LA Galaxy versus Vancouver Whitecaps. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, this was nearly one of my five things, but Jurgen Klinsmann was seen uh, at the LA Galaxy game last weekend. Now, apparently he's not a candidate for the LA Galaxy job, mm. but it would make sense if he if he got it. Um, although he isn't very popular in the US. There's only a point between these two sides. Vancouver have got a game in hand. Hmm. I fancy a 2-1 LA Galaxy victory. LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I've been very condemning of their, their, how can I put it, their lack of consistency recently. Mm-hmm. This is your chance to prove me wrong, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go with LA Galaxy. I think um, I think it'd be 3-2 to the Galaxy. I think they'll just pull it out of the bag. Portland Timbers at home against FC Dallas. This is big. Big, big game. in the West. Yes, big game for the top of the West, but also for Portland Timbers, who have slipped a bit. Um, I like them at the Providence Park. I think they will get in the playoffs. This so is to, to, For me, this is to lock it in. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so I'm going... I'm going 2-0 to Portland. 1-0. Here we go. This is a massive game. Massive. Huge. It's ridiculously big. New York Red Bulls versus Atlanta United. I'm saying straight away 2-2. I can't separate them. New York Red Bulls have got the best home farm. Atlanta have got the best away farm. I I can't separate them. 3-1. Two Red Bulls? Mm. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. I I just think they might just absolutely go for it. Um, SKC versus RSL. We've discussed RSL's away farm, so that's why I'm going... Uh, I'm going 3-0 to SKC. Yeah, I, just to be different, I'll say 2-0. I think SKC will see... They'll know as well uh, how Dallas have done at Portland. They're playing Sunday night. By the way, that, uh, New York Red Bulls Atlanta games at 6 o'clock in the evening. On Sunday, this one is at 10 o'clock. They'll know how FC Dallas have done. So if Portland win, I think SKC will just think, right, this is our chance to get back top. Um, and that's it for the weekend. That's a huge week of fixtures. It's massive. I can't wait to watch Red Bulls in Atlanta, obviously, because that's going to be a massive clash. But there's so many teams mm. playing each other, whether it's Vancouver, LA, um, Columbus, Philly. There's so many teams that are literally... DC, Montreal. Points between them. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so enjoy the games wherever you're watching. Send us your predictions as well because it's tough this week. At MLS UK Show on Twitter. Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram as well. And as I always say, come and give us some love on Facebook. I know Facebook's kind of dying, but we've got it. So come and join the party, please. We're MLS UK Show on yeah. Facebook. One more thing on that New York Red Bulls game. Mm. Right, you've locked in your prediction. Yep. BWP suspended. That's fine. So you're keeping that 3-1. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, right, let's round off this week's podcast with the answer to the segment of a show that we change the name every time we say it. What can, is it? Can I? Oh, uh, it's... Well, I've got to change it because it's tradition now. Uh, it's the game where we show you the career path of a random MLS player and you have to guess who it is. And we've not actually discussed between ourselves who it is. I think I know. Yeah. One more clue. Yeah. So, just to recap, he's played for Derby, West Brom, Doncaster, Houston Dynamo, Vancouver Whitecaps, Orlando City and Colorado Rapids. One more clue. His middle name is Gordon. <laughs> That's confirmed it. I know who it is. Go on. Giles Barnes. It is Giles Barnes. Yes. He's 30. I remember signing him every time on Football Manager because he was one of those players. Wonder not, Kids. Wonder Kids. Not in the Freddie Adu Wonder Kid <laughs> level because that was something else. But uh, Giles Barnes was a decent player and then he just he just never really did it for Derby, did he? I was disappointed that he left Orlando, I'll be honest, because uh, I really liked the guy. I really... Um, his debut, he came on and made an instant impact. And I was sad to see him leave, but um, he's welcome back. Come oh. back, Charles. Come back. Um, yes. Well, he has left for a team that somehow has managed to have a, as a bad a season as Orlando. Boom! Shut up. That's the last one. Still in contention. Get in. Uh, if you've got any suggestions for players we should use in this game, uh, send us a little screenshot at MLS UK Show or a link to their wiki. Um Yep, but don't make it too public because everyone else will see it. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. Enjoy this weekend. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be big. Uh, and we'll catch you again next week for episode 29, which is going to be dangerously close to 30. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply